to start this off. Hey, what's up? Hello. How are you doing? Welcome to the By Neck Podcast. We talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. We're here. Look at us. I really need to get to just hook up my microphone. <laughs> Look at us. We're here. Yes, I see. I got a good, I got a workout in. I'm proud so, of you. I did not work out today. Well, of course. You, know, you tell me off off my huge recovering from a DC outing this weekend Dog. and having DC brunch and being drunk seventy percent of the time. <laughs> Dog, it was uh it was a very fun time. I really enjoyed myself. Um, I had to. Uh, well, uh, the everybody knows that li- everyone who listens to this knows that I've been like COVID cautious and like crazy and annoying. So I did have to have a little bit of arm twisting to go. But, you know, I went this weekend to celebrate my 10th anniversary. And for people that don't know what that is, that's the 10th anniversary of being an AKA. And I should know this since since the lady in my life is an AKA. Yeah, I mean, 10 is a big deal. So like we we do like kind of like we acknowledge it every year, but 10 is obviously a big deal for us. So we celebrated five, we celebrated 10. So it was fun. Like I enjoyed myself. I did DC brunch for the first time. So like all of y'all like DMV people that talk about DC brunch, I totally get it. Um, so much that I cracked my phone and had to get a new one. So if you're following Binect on Instagram, you'll also know that because I got a new phone. <laughs> And it's the flippy one because you haven't convinced me to come to Team iPhone yet. I'm so sorry because Samsung has a flip phone and y'all don't. So I'm thinking about getting a new phone and anytime I look over at uh at Apple, I'm just like, but you don't have this and this. That, and see, that's my thing. Like everyone tries to sell me personally on the ecosystem. Like well, you can hook up this and this and this, and it's like that's cute or whatever. But can you change your background? Like a lot of the things that I love about Android is that it's customizable. And I understand as somebody, again, at Quirk Chat that builds an app, I know that makes Android more annoying. But like, can you change your fonts? No, like all of the shit that's like really boring about being in a quote unquote cult, like it's boring, like it's standard. So like, yeah, it's an ecosystem and I can connect to my phone, to my house, to my life, to my whatever. But can you change your fonts? Like, can you? I was looking at I was looking at the OnePlus. So if I did jump, it would probably be to that. But my mom loves. So that's the thing. So my dad had the flippy phone. My brother has a flippy phone. And I want I went in there going for just the regular Galaxy. So just like the upgrade from my ten to the twenty two. Oh and look they... at you! Oh look at you! Just throwing out there. See, I'm see, <laughs> see, because I'm being the responsible one here. I got. I'm still rocking the eight. Oh yeah, I have my eight broke, so I got the ten, and I was just like, okay, I'm ready to jump. So the lady was like, well, we don't have the twenty-two, and I was kind of like, at first I was like, okay, well I'll wait, but then she showed me the flippy phone, and then I just kind of fell in love with it, and I'm glad that I did it because like what really sold me is I'm about to put this on video so people can see, but like the fact that I can just like. I've been taking hands-free content. Like I can, I like was on video call with somebody and I put the phone down and I was talking. That's it for me. Like that really is it. Like if I were on recording right now, I could have my phone up and not touch shit. And I fuck with the vision. Like at all times I could do that. 
And I'm very much ready. Like my hand dexterity isn't there, but I'm very much ready to do this. But like better. I see you're going to do that plenty of times and then it breaks. Well, so apparently that's not the case. Like apparently it's built for that and I have an otter box on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll update you in like three to six months, you know, when I've been opening and so here, so it. Here's a, so here's the question. Did you buy it outright? Or... Oh, no, 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 no. I never buy phones outright. I spread them over and I turned in. I had my six and my eight and magically I got a lot of money for my six. So I turned in the six and I still have the 10. So if I ever need a backup phone, I always keep a backup phone because for some reason I just get nervous. Yes. So I keep a backup phone. So I gave them my six, got some money off the phone and I pay like an extra $20 a month. So it worked out in the end. Like I paid... Yeah. Not, not I paid very little to get a new phone instead of, you know, paying a car payment to get a new phone. So yeah, I'm I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm team unlocked over here. So I pay. I just pay the phone outright. That, I mean, but it's smart. It's not a bad thing. But that's why it makes sense. Like when you, if you pay outright, then you keep your phone forever. I would have still had my ten. Hear me say, had I not, because I cracked my phone and it wasn't even like a bad crack. I could. St- it was still very much usable. But the crap kept crawling and I just, that annoys me. Like, I don't like being able to like, it just felt like my phone wasn't really usable and I was annoyed. That's the only reason I got a new one. If it were even cracked just like on the side, because I've used a phone where it's like, oh, just a little crack down the middle, whatever. But it cracked to where the bottom like was like flickering and that bothered me. I can't do like that weird, ugly flicker. That oh, was yeah, too much. Yeah. That was too much. So I was like, uh-uh, turn this in. And the phone, my my ten was paid off, so I was like, "Turn this in, give me a new one." Yeah. So, my reco- yeah, recovery week has been interesting. Honestly, um, I'm not young anymore, so recovery <laughs> week was it. Monday. I had to call an audible. I was like, "Bro, I'm like, I did a half day Monday. I was like, I can't come. I'm dying. <laughs> I can't come. I simply cannot wake up." Um. But it was fun. I really, really enjoyed myself. And shout out to us being 10 because that's a re- it's like a big feat. And like we're all still cool and like still together and stuff like that. So shout out to that. In other news, um, so apparently Dreamville Festival happened. Yes. And I have been inundated with content and not in a bad way. Like I say, apparently Dreamville Festival happened as a sarcastic tone because obviously it happened. And obviously I'm jealous of everyone who had a good fucking time because I did not. I didn't go. Obviously, I was in D.C. (laughs) So I was getting play by play from the group chat. So I'm proud. And I think it was it was on Amazon. So I can easily go back. Um, I heard nothing but but good things about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, actually, every iteration of it, like it's not like it's been bad. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think the only time I've heard something bad about it was that they underestimate how many people would come out, and that was like in the early. And I think that yeah. was like the early days. Mm-hmm. So they so they so they just moved to next year to a bigger venue. So you know, it's it's. It's the year, I want to say, it's not the year Dreamville, but... 
I mean, Dreamville has been in their era. It's not even the year of Dreamville. They've been in their like bag. And so don't, I don't want anybody to discredit that. Like people, uh, they're nah. the top dog, you know, what was it? Top dog. Um, I, I'm going to say something about that. I think, I think, because we're going to talk, we're gonna, might as well talk about the project that dropped. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Might as well talk about it. I must say Dreamville ha- has jumped TDE. The TDE fans will be mad. And so I guess because like, I don't, you know me, I hate doing the comparison game. So I'm not going to say one has jumped the other. But what I will say is that Dreamville is active. Dreamville is doing the fucking work. Like Dreamville's doing the shit. Like and that's, that's why, that's why, that's why if I have to, that's why it's not against who's better or whatnot. They're like, we've always said they're like country cousins. You yeah. Know? But for what Dreamville has done in a span of, I say, go back to uh, Revenge of the Dreamers. Going forward, they've just been active, 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 active. Yeah, I and, mean, and they're hitting, and so like, I, I'll keep going. I just, I actually have so many feelings, so I want to talk about it. Continue, and then I'm gonna talk to you. And then no, I'm it's just, a, it's, it's just very active. Like everybody from their late from that roster has dropped mm-hmm. a multiple projects of some yep. sort, you know, and they all have their individual fan base. And then this came out of nowhere that no one really knew about it, hurt or even the whispers about it until like two days before, and the energy off of just the first track alone stick okay so okay all right now now i do have to cut you off because let's taco about it so first of all i don't don't see any tacos in front of me unfortunately we don't have tacos but pretend there are so what what type of tacos we're talking regular tacos (laughs) seafood tacos you know i can't do seafood all tacos are delightful but i didn't know you were allergic to seafood so i'd never give you any seafood tacos Um, so here's the thing. First of all, when you told me, so let preface this, AD was like, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, D-Day. Um, we're going to do like a D-Day album review. And so he was like, yeah, it's a short listen. This album or this mixtape, I'm sorry, because it's a a mixtape. It's a Gangsta Girls mixtape. This shit was 48 minutes long. So first of all, I just looked at it and I rolled my eyes so hard. So I came back in Slack real quick and I said, I'm going to get on your head on a podcast because 48 minutes is not short. So let's just start there or let's start and end there. It's a short it's a short listen. Look, I, 48 minutes is not I short, took my, I took, I took my, I love you dearly, but 48 minutes, I was able to, I was able to walk my dog from, from my crib. That doesn't around, mean that it's around short. That means that you take your dog for long walks. No, that was, that, that was, I was able to do it in a walk. Now, does it breeze past? Like, it's not a begrudging listen. When I finally listened to it, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't feel long. But when I looked and saw 48 minutes, I was like. He gotta be okay. So, anywho, stick. First of all, I so I did live stick. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Volume warning. And second, this is a Kenny Mason Stan account. Fuck, like fuck. I love Kenny Mason, and I saw him at A3C. I feel like I've talked about my A3C experience on the podcast, or I've talked. I definitely have talked about it. I talked about it at the virtual listing party with Culture Fix. Eight that that one that experience was a little bit weird just because of the like stampede that happened but i got put on to kenny fucking mason sorry i hit my mic because i'm excited 
at that time, like he was still like popping, but he was on the come up. My nigga, Kenny Mason. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just lit because this is a Kenny Mason fucking stand account. I, st- I- see, so I'm, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm an old head, so you have to put me, you have to put me onto this and see this. But if you like that, like that screaming thing, so Kenny Mason's music is not gonna all be for you. Like every single song, it's gonna be a little aggressive. You're gonna, you're at first gonna be like, ooh, like jarred but like Kenny the boy can spit and he's like young so like I remember when he got signed to Dreamville and I was really excited but ever since he got signed he's been leveling up I heard his project and like I don't have Spotify pulled up so I'm gonna do it on my phone he recently dropped a project that I didn't fully get through just because like I didn't give it the proper attention that I want and I know just FYI for people who are looking for me to write yes I skipped March I had a rough end of the week of March. So like it didn't happen, but I promise you, I'm going to write about it. I didn't get to give his full, the project, my full attention, but Kenny Mason is that nigga. And it is a Kenny Mason stand account. And when I, so the, the project is called Angelic Hood Rat. I haven't listened to everything, but my bop from it is re there's a song on it called re perfect. Um, and I'm looking at the project right now. It dropped April, 2021. It's got a Freddie Gibbs feature. It's got a Denzel Curry feature. Like, yes. Okay. Yes. And I believe this is on Dreamville, but I'll look it up. Link it in the notes. Uh, I don't wrong. think that. No, I don't think that. I think it is. Cause he was already signed to them by then. Oh, I'm sorry. Angela Kudrat was 2020. Angela Kudrat, the super cut where Rhea's is on. Is That's- separate album. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he has he's dropped uh an official dream bill. From from you talking about it, I'm just going I'm well, going, I mean you might be right, but I know he is signed to Dreamville. I remember when he got signed. Yeah, so from what I've seen, he from just going thing, it's just no it's independent, no label. Well, anywho, it's a Kenny Mason stand account. I also was live tweeting it on Twitter. So I'm just about to go about my little tweets. Um, but one thing that made me super hype for this project um, is the production. And one thing I just I have to talk and like really sit in production talk because that's one thing that's one thing about Southern rap. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, too, is like, yeah, some people love like New York, Northern hip hop. But the reason that I love Southern hip hop is because it has fucking flavor. And not to say that New York hip hop doesn't like, you know, whatever, but like the soul, like the production in this project alone carries like even if even if because I'm going to talk about loot, I'm going to talk about J.I.D. who is. I tweeted that when J.I.D. raps like my world stops and that's true, I love J.I.D. All of the people that are on the album really kill and Ari Linux, like everybody kills what they need to do. But the production alone carries the album so far. So far. I don't know who's all involved. I know that one of my favorite songs, the Barry, Barry from Simpson or that that song. That I, actually produ- ha- I actually have it pulled up. So that one is. I know that I'm working on dying just because I know the tag, but. Uh, Quay, Quay, Quay Global, Superstar O, and Trey Beats are the producers. Okay. I can't remember which one is the I'm Working on Dying song, but I feel like it's him, but maybe it's not. But either way, um, the production in this album carries it. And like, I really, I don't know, like, 
I'm a person that can listen to an album for production. Like the lyrics might not be all that all right, but I can appreciate an album for production. If you're one of those people, I would really urge you to listen to Dreamville. Let's say you hate everyone on Dreamville. You hate J. Cole. You hate everyone, but wanted to hear some good production. Um, I want you to check it out. I urge you to check it out because the production is fire. Period. Full stop. And I, all I would have to ask first is who pissed off Cole and the crew? Yeah, because they were, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So let me pull up, I'm going to pull up the track list again, because stick, like I said, again, Kenny Mason stand account, I had to get stuck there because shout, I fucking A-Rab. love. Shout A-Rab, because he was producer on the beat, same with Beat Butcher. Shit, I love Kenny Mason. And I didn't realize that I love that song so much i was just like fuck like so again i had to forgive you even though you told me it was 48 minutes after stick i was like okay he's forgiven because makes sense but didn't realize so like on an or i think that's an or that's the same song on the next song i didn't realize that ferg was like still out here like that track three yeah i like ferg i fuck. fucking like ferg i do I, I don't love him like he's not like my top favorite person ever when, but i when like ferg him. when ferg gets when I would say this with Ferg is when the when it's the right beat. Right. He's it, definitely that. Like when it's the it, right it, beat, it, situational. It, yeah, if he, he flows very yeah. he flows very well. And I think he's underrated. Like I think if you know if he's on like I'll just say on everybody's type of beat, he'll you know, he just run he just gets lost but if it's the right beat for him that's actually very important because when you said he gets lost sometimes he does like if it's not the right beat he is like in the background and we're like who cares but when it's the right beat right song right artist right time glides like flies perfect yeah so um I do want to talk about Earth Gang because we did we did we talk about Ghetto Gods I want to say I at least dropped Ghetto Gods you did you and you did you did I think we talked about Ghetto Gods at the end of the... I didn't get to talk, talk about it. And I'm not going to talk, talk about it because honestly, I want to give it its own thing. Um, okay, now my phone playing music when I didn't ask it to. Um, I want to talk about Ghetto Gods separately because I love Ghetto Gods so much. But Earth Gang on this album. So Earth Gang in general, right? Like if y'all don't know Earth Gang, Earth Gang is out of Atlanta. Um, they're signed to Dreamville as well. I don't remember when they got signed to Dreamville, but I've been they, listening. They're, to they're one the they were one of the. Were they the first? Like one of the first, or no? They were, okay. yeah. Like okay. if, if we really looking at this at this at Dreamville from like the beginning, this is day. This is like day one. I mean, but it's so good because again, when I think of and what also makes me hype about Dreamville is because they are artists that are very, very close to me, right? So like Loot, I remember Loot very, very like I don't know his personally. I don't know him personally. Couldn't shake his hand, but like I just remember their come up. And so Dreamville is definitely like the Carolinas of it all. And like I really don't give a shit like what y'all have to say about the Carolinas. Like I guess I'm. It's just like I I don't care because these niggas can rap. JID sons a lot of y'all niggas. Like a lot of the a lot of people on this album rap better than you, and I need y'all to know that. Like Southeast, that's, that's Southeast. Right. Like I just need y'all to know that because even like DMV also has their their rappers, their people. Like 
stop shitting on us because we're not like either from New York or like from fucking Houston because we fucking rap better than a lot of you niggas. And I just need you to know. They give up good balance. That's why I said Southeast. So you can say that they had that good vibe, you know, that, that vibe, that swag in terms of production or whatnot, but it's, but they know how to rap compared to, mumble rap or just saying some shit just to say some shit but that's also what the south is associated with right it's either trap rap or it's like we're in the future like but no we can fucking rap too so like leave us or not even leave us alone put us in the conversation stop dismissing us yeah so i so that's all i just want to know it's like who just who pissed some like somebody pissed them off None. I mean, it's kind of my business, but none because I need them to keep pissing them off. On a side note, though, so I was when I was live tweeting about this project, I got to coming down with Ari Lennox. And let me tell you, that was the first thing like that was the critique. My first critique of the album was why the fuck the first song that Ari Lennox shows up on is a fucking the sample flip was okay. Like, I'm not going to shit on it or whatever. But I was like, fuck. Like, my girl can't get a originally produced beat. And, like, it was a good song. But I had a problem with that. I really did. So then we... And, like, Blackberry Sap came. And I was very happy outside of that. But when Coming Down came on, I was, like... I was just so pissed off at this, like... It wasn't, it wasn't a lazy sample flip. But it just wasn't done good enough for me, personally. Like... I think we I think there should be a rule in terms of the sample game is you have to do something different with the sample. If I just, just really hate if, when y'all if, do that, especially with Ari herself and like we've talked about her. But like Ari, I mean, even if that song, like if she did it a cappella, it would have been a good song. So why y'all put that lame ass beat on her? Like the beat's not bad, but I just felt like it was bad. Heard, for Ari. I think we've heard every I think just because of how you know, we've heard every iteration of that sample and so recognizable. It's it, not even that. I would have been mad at any sample. I'm mad that the very first song that I hear from Ari Lennox gotta be a lazy ass sample. That was my thing. I was pissed. So, like, if you're going to put her on the album, just like everybody else got their time to shine, give Ari her time to shine, too. Now, even though she's on, the song is her solo. It's just, like, why she had to have that whack-ass beat? I was mad. I really was. I felt away. But she got, but she got her. But she, got she got Blackberry Sap again. We're getting there. But still, I was pissed. I really didn't like that. I was upset. That beat was sub-apart. It wasn't even bad. It was just very not good. So that's what I have to say about that. But starting five, I enjoyed. That's um, that's right before coming down, actually. Again, I was talking about loot. I like loot. I like cause. I'm more into loot than I am into cause. And I don't know much about Omen. But they killed this song. It was a really good song. Yeah, but try and go through my, my Dreamville catalog. Bass, I've, I've heard stuff from cause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just more familiar with loot. Oh, oh, Omen, I don't even, I couldn't tell you. Honestly. I know, like I've seen them all and have heard like a feature or something from them at least once. But like I said, loot is the one that I'm most familiar with. So, but we could be talking about this album. We could, oh. I just, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted, I did want to get in that the fact that Kenny Mason's, Kenny Mason's stand account, I needed y'all to know that. And I really did want to talk about Earth Gang because Earth Gang, also Earth Gang stand account, 
And then the fact that Ari Lennox got that whack ass beat, but then she got a really good song out of Blackberry Sap. That's what I wanted to fully discuss. And that the production was phenomenal. I mean, the album is good. It has a lot of replay value for me. Not like on a daily type thing, but like I'll come back to it for sure. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. She likes it a lot. I like it a lot. Well, speaking of Dreamville and D-Day, it was funny that the Dreamville Festival was held on, day two was held the same night as the Grammys. Yikes. Yeah, I never, I still haven't watched the Grammys. Anybody can talk about me going on record and saying that I never watched them. But happy that they occurred and that people got their things. Yes, so definitely... I would say one of the big winners of the night was Silk Sonic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm proud of them. Was that a wig that Anderson yeah. Anderson Puck had on? I was yeah. I don't know why. Yes, because man's bald. Yeah, I was I was big. I was I was like, did he just grow hair? I couldn't remember if he like had a little fuzz or whatever. Uh, he, but okay, he, wig, go he, for he, it. He played into it. Now they won. I see. I could go with him, but they won a couple awards. Uh, Can we talk about the actual big winner, which is the big winner for me, which is Jasmine Sullivan, who like the fucking zerves. Like I'm so happy. I was getting to there. I know. I just needed to skip, like, because <laughs> I was really happy. And didn't Doja win one too? Or I'm tripping. Doja and SZA won for uh, "Kiss Me More." So like, good. That was a cool song. I like that. Best uh, duo, uh, best pop duo group performance. And, like, for the people that are also going to come on here and say that Doja don't deserve a Grammy or, like, that weird... I'm not going to talk about it too long, AD, I promise. Like, that weird thing where, like, Kim was like, she not a rapper and all that stuff. Just... Can we just let it go? Let's just let it go. Like, Doja's very talented, and she can rap. So, let's let it go. The end. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> That's even coming from me who was like still very much weird on being a Doja fan because of her like yeah, yeah. whateverness. Like I'm not gonna take the girl is talented as fuck. So like let's just stop trying to pretend like you know she isn't talented or can't. I I think it's she's she's very yes, yeah, she's very yes, she's very she's very talented. Now, personally. Would I sit through a Doja Cat album? Again, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I can see the talent. So, but yes, but Jasmine Sullivan, I think that was the surprise of the night, honestly. Yep. And because, and best R&B performance, let's just go down the list. Snow for Lost You. Oh, she got that? Sorry, again, since I didn't watch that. I'm very no, excited about that. No, Snow she, killed. Yeah, but she didn't win. Um, this, was, this was the category that uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, okay. Oh, oh best, okay. Okay. Well, R and B performance. Over so, Snow, Jasmine over Snow. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Peaches with Justin Bieber, Daniel Caesar, and Giveon. Not that that was in the. Okay, so Daniel Caesar and Giveon being on the song helps Justin, but that song's not a fucking. Okay, continue. Uh, damage her. And then you have leave the door open and pick up your feelings. Yeah, pick up your feelings sweeps autumn songs, period. And the only contender is leave the door open. So uh, I'm I'm gonna throw I'm gonna put damage in there. 
I'll put damage in there. Like it was not not. We're talking about pick up your feelings. Hold the best, door open. In terms of best art. I, I mean, I guess it contends, but still, the the way that it goes is pick up your feelings, hold the door open, damage. It's definitely not like same. It's not on the same level. I like damage, but it's not the same. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like it wouldn't surprise me that if they did a tie, it could have been a three way tie just because of that song. But pick up your feelings. Yes. And I want to say she won another one too. Uh, she did. She won a uh, best R&B album too for Hotels. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Jasmine won too. I didn't know what they were, but I yeah, saw her she, with a picture yeah. with two. So she got that, which, because that was over her, Leon Bridges, John Bastille, and Snow. Which, yes. Because I was very I really like now that was a heavier category because Leon Bridges is lit. I fuck with some Leon Bridges. Yeah, but not but hotels was different. Like I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I came I came from it, you know, as uh as a man, just like like it was well produced. All the songs I understood where it was going. I didn't have to it told a story as she's shoving was that brownies? <laughs> pretzels, crackers. A red velvet cookie. And it was so good. I had to take one break because I was kind of starving and needed it. But yes. So that category was heavy, but I'm not surprised that Jasmine won for this album. It was very good. I'm more just surprised that, like, I mean, I'm surprised but happy that people are picking up on it because hotels. I told you that's right. Cover to cover, like, just so good. Like, again, it almost would have been if she didn't win no Grammy, we was gonna really have to fight. You know what I mean? Like, we was really gonna have to throw fucking hands. So I, I think that, like, again, it's the Grammys. Like, we. Yeah, I mean, and that's also why I don't participate. But at the same time, like. I'm just, again, thank you. Thank you for the acknowledgement. Like I said, I saw SZA, saw Doja. I'm trying to remember who else I saw, but. Nah, it's with his performance. Like, I wasn't really paying. Oh, best rap album, Tyler. Your boy, Tyler. Okay, good. So Good, good, good. Is this Tyler's first Grammy or I'm tripping? I think, no, this you're tripping. Because he, okay. won, he won, Uh, his last album won an award. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, you know who did win one? Lucky Day for fucking Candy Drip, which no, I know not for Candy Drip. He didn't. No, he won. He won, but not for Candy Drip. What did he win for? Because now I'm upset. He won for Table for Two. Actually, you know what? It came out this year, so he couldn't have won for Candy Drip. There's no exactly. way. Damn, I was excited, but either way, I'm excited for Lucky Day because backtracking, I did listen to the album on the podcast. I didn't get to talk about it when I finished it. Amazing. Candy Drip is very good. I just wanted to go on record to say that because I didn't get to the last time we talked about excuse me, the album I didn't get to say anything about it but yeah, Candy Drip was really, really good and I'm very, very glad that he uh, won a Grammy for it. I'm trying to think of anybody else that like came through the Grammys with some 
Who else won? I, I remember Lucky Day because I remember he had a performance right after that a lot of my friends went to. Uh, was that Dreamville that he was performing at or was it somewhere else? Who? But he was calling himself Grammy Day and I just really loved that. I, I think it was. He may have been. I, I don't know. He performed somewhere and I don't think it was Dreamville, but he performed somewhere where people got to see him. I don't know if it was Charlotte or what, but a, a good bit of my friends were like that got to see him. He called himself Grammy Day, which like really made my heart sing. Um, Who else? The new It Girl out the recording academy olivia rodrigo one she's so random to me like i've literally i don't think i've ever heard an olivia rodrigo yes, song. You have. yes you have what's the song uh driver's license what is that let me google it i don't know what that song is ad i promise you i don't yes you do driver's license what hum it or something i know That's you don't it. i don't so I'm like that. I wouldn't know. I appreciate you doing it because if you had asked me to do it, and then and then and you and you heard uh uh good for you. I don't know these songs. Yes, you do. And I just told myself I'm a. I just said that I was a pop girl last week, and I don't yes, know these songs. You, you I do. don't. Hold on, I'm about to play. I hope it doesn't good, play good too for, loud. Good for you. I don't know the words. See, I'm not pop. See, I think. Oh Jesus! Okay, hold on. I need to search. I have YouTube Premium on like my personal account, and the Binac YouTube account don't have it. So I was like, about to oh, yeah, but good ad. for you. Driver's license. I mean, I really don't know these songs, she's bro. A, she's a, she she's, she came from Disney Factory. I mean, I I'm, I know, but I'm just trying to. I want to know why I don't know these songs. You know them when you hear the when you hear the when you hear the beat. And I just say, and I just. Get... I promise you, I ain't never heard this driver like. Yes, you have. You have. I'm trying to get to the chorus so I can. Shut. You have. Yes, you have. You hummed it like pretty well, but I promise you, Ad, I've never heard this song before. You have. I'm a. I'm a listen because I. I guess I can't. I mean, I can be a pop girl, but I have never ever heard them you've, songs before. You, you've heard. You've heard of that. You've also heard. Uh, good for you. I'm gonna have to Google them after this because I. It, it's have, not ringing a bell. You have once you're like, oh, that's her. I guess. Yeah, that's yes. I guess. Uh, you know, I was like, uh, I was like, okay, but, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the other one that uh, won album of the year, which I'm sorry, <laughs> maybe because I don't watch late night television because I think all of it's really bad, is John Bastille. Went for album of the year. So that's one that like I've I've heard his name before and I've heard his music. So I can't be like, no, he don't deserve it, but I just don't know it well enough. But I'm cool with it. Um, I, just like when I had to get like I remember remember when Esperanza Spalding beat Drake and everybody was pissed, but I went back and listened to it and I was like, Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. I still don't know who that is. That's okay. We don't it, have to know everybody. No, because I think that's what it is. Is that we all know that album of the of the year always goes to some rando. I think one year it was actually like people was something that people actually knew, and you're like, okay, I see how that won. 
but it's like these other ones that no one's really heard of or has gotten the push. Or if they did, I didn't know about it. But again, I know he's <laughs> but I think he's like Stephen Colbert's like band leader. Darling or something? No, band leader. So John Baptiste is Stephen Colbert's like band person, like kind of yeah. like how the roots is for what's his face? I can't remember. Jimmy Kimmel? I don't know. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, whatever, whatever, Jimmy. One of them niggas. There's a lot of Jimmy's in nighttime. I know, right? So many Jimmy's. There's a joke in there that I could say. There's a joke I could say. A joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could say about about Jim about late night Jimmy's. No, leave it. We need to leave the jokes for the comedians, you know. A segue. Oh, nice segue because... (laughs) We need to leave the jokes to actual comedians because... So, um, to wrap up the Grammys, I was pleasantly surprised. Even though I don't participate, I was pleasantly surprised. But meanwhile, on the internet, people making jokes about... Actually, I'm just going to preface this with like comedians do what comedians do, but we have to find the line between like what's acceptable as like freedom of speech, well, yeah, well, well, aka well, a joke. Well, like, well, you're, well, you're going a little, you're going fast forward a little bit because this comes off of the back of another comedian and another celebrity. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just want us to. The topic at hand, I just want us to talk about what is a joke, what like where the line between free speech and joke is, because a lot of y'all got it fucked up. And again, it's weird. So continue. So yeah, this comes off of T.I. who's right now doing- Who's not a comedian. I don't give a fuck what he can talk, calls himself or considers himself. Oh, he's doing, he's doing he's doing the comedian. He's doing comedy, but that doesn't make him a comedian. That doesn't make him funny. No, no. But he got into a confrontation with a local Atlanta comedian, and who is a comedian and has a job. Yes, and <laughs> I don't want to belittle her. Uh, so let me. Her name. Her name is Lauren Knight. So, yep. so Lauren Knight was hosting a local. Uh, local open mic night at a com at a local Atlanta comic club and TI was there and basically I guess it was she was winding down but TI went you know went to do his set and went for 30 minutes or whatever and something happened. I want to say is because TI basically called this comedian a bitch. Not cool. And so I, I'm going off of with the Los Angeles Times here, but so basically, uh, rapper Ti got into his spat with a comic at Atlanta Comedy Nightclub on Monday, but has apparently reconciled. That's quote unquote because it's the timeline is kind of all over the place, but uh, right. and Lun, uh Lauren Knight. Uh, commentary of the open night. Uh, sorry, Ti the Ti commentary of the mic from comedian Lauren Knight. Um, from the open mic night she was hosting at Art Bar Atlanta on Monday. And I didn't know Atlanta had an art bar. We have one too. Cute. 
and repeatedly heckle, heckled her. So it got to the point where Knight responded by bringing up uh, T.I.'s past sexual assault allegations in a lawsuit. Which against. probably pissed him off. And he started going off. Now, the a video showed afterwards that they were hugging that they were hu- hugging up and they were saying that um that everything was cool or whatnot, but it seems like there may there may be a little gap in this story or time wise because I'll fill in or I'll fill in what I was told from a separate podcast. I'll say that. But go ahead. So I didn't fill in or I didn't like read an article or anything else. I just heard from another podcast, the read, you know, it's big, huge podcast, but they are both comedians. Like, you know, they're in the comedy realm. So apparently it was something like T.I. was heckling her about her wig or like something about like, take off your wig. Or I don't know how it got to this point, but I think he started the take off your wig thing before she had brought up the like his charges. So it was something that instigated something that ended up talking about charges and now we're getting called a bitch. Like that's how the timeline ended up going. And so then after that, according to the read, and again, they're not journalists, they're podcasters and comedians just like us. So like take it with a grain of salt. But then it was something like, oh, you know, he gave like a half-assed apology, quote unquote, and was like, yeah, well, if I actually called you a bitch, I'll give you a million dollars, like, you know, something like that. And then she obviously she tweeted him calling her a bitch. And so, like, basically, this is just like some the, t- the timeline is all over the place. Yeah, so like I, whatever the timeline is, is fucking weird. So if I'm putting the timeline together, I think what happened happened was she's hosting the show and TI is loose off the goose or yeah he's drunk or whatever or whatever and heckles her which i think that's the video that she showed and then it was the, then it was the confrontation mm-hmm. and i think things calmed down then you know she he was apologizing hugging mm-hmm. up on her saying saying blah say blah i think that's what the real timeline was but it's just how it can how the video started coming out. And of course, I think T.I. was hosting live talking about it, saying that everything was cool. But of course, he still felt like some type of way that it's like, I never called you that. You mm-hmm. know, got stop cap, you know, capping and all that. And, she, and I think she just came back and was like, no, here, here's what it was. And it wasn't, and it was like something out of a high school that he was just like, like just screaming out bitch for crazy so so i think and this is off the heels of course chris rock and will smith and there's been think pieces done to i mean galore we don't even need to discuss find a think piece and read whoever you want to to form whatever opinion you want to all i'm going to say is some of y'all out there that are supposed to be all high and mighty really don't know what y'all talking about but i believe that that and honestly, a lot of y'all sound crazy. So again, I will leave it at that as well. Yeah, all of uh, uh, the think pieces were even unnecessary. I think it. I think it was this right. Was 
and I'm not, we're not going down this, but I think we're not even going to, I would like to suggest that we don't even put our opinions out there, but the problem, but I think what it was, it was problem at hand. (laughs) I think what it was. And, and again, I always say this, you let people talk or show themselves so many times that it'll prove to them who, what their real character is. Hello. All All that I'm going to say is some people don't, are out there saying they're all about mental health, but <laughs> this was a perfect case of mental health being on display, and y'all don't, y'all want to say something. Again, I just have I have issues. I have that's problems. where I that's where I come from. That's where I'm coming from, right? But we're not going down this road because yep. you have can have a discussion. All this we had that in the group chat. But with that being said. A precedent was is now been set by Will, and how it's not. I want to say a war a war on comedians, but with the changing times and everything like that, I guess the question is, what is a comedian these days? And okay, so and I'm gonna I'm gonna have I have one point, and I'm just gonna not necessarily ask that question back to you, but like. So first of all, a comedian is somebody that like makes people laugh. We know this. A, a comedian is so, not only makes people laugh, but the art knowing the art of telling jokes. So even in the wake of internet comedians who are like your king box or botches or whatever the fuck that nigga name is, and like your TikTok people and your Vine people or whatever, they're comedians too. It's a little bit different. And like your IG, like those are comedians as well. Um, they might have a little bit of like easier, you know, kind of slapstick or uh, relatable humor but they're comedians but that's a comedian but my thing about asking the question on what is a comedian and feeling like there's a war on comedians as at the end of the or is at the end of the day comedy is an art form like music is an art form like writing is an art form like anything else so when you start blowing the lines of comedian and I'm bringing TI into this like just because you think you a haha funny nigga like people laugh at me all the time right just at my presentation they think that because I'm kind of witty at the appropriate times and I'm like short and kind of have jokes that I'm funny but that doesn't make me a fucking comedian because I have not studied the art of telling a joke and that doesn't mean that I can't be one or I can't learn to be one but a comedian just like anything else and as we were talking about in the last episode a certain element of talent and knowledge comes with it, like we were talking about with journalism and things. So when you step on stage and call yourself a comedian just because you are a celebrity and like think you're funny, that's not the same as being a fucking comedian. And like, I'm that's full stop for me. Point A. Point B, where things get really murky and really weird, like because even I'm not gonna delve too far into like the Chris Jada thing. But at the same time, yes, we can all say jokes are jokes and everything's meant to be ha-ha funny and like it's just a fucking joke. Jokes always cross the line and we all know the saying that every bit of joke has a truth piece to it. Like stop fucking playing with people. You know what I mean? Like period, just stop. But- and I and that goes across the board, just like talking about Dave Chappelle, which again, I'm not going to go down these weird ass rabbit holes, but like stop fucking playing with people. Stop telling jokes. Stop throwing stones and hiding your hands and being like, ha ha, it's a joke. I don't mean anything. I don't understand. Everyone's so sensitive. Like, no, like jokes have an element of truth. Stop doing that to people. Because but- at the end of the day, you can get your shit rocked for it, as we saw. Yes, but is there, but isn't there a line that. Isn't there a line? What's the line? It's a line, but it's a fine line. And as a comedian, it's your job to know what that fucking line is. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, and everybody's line is a little bit different, but as a comedian, as somebody who really has the talent, your job is to say, well, where is my line? Is my line tonight with these white people making a joke about a bald woman or whatever? Like, where, where is the fucking line? That's your job. That is not our job as an audience to figure out where your line is because that's your job. Case in point, as people who go to work every day, right? We, I go to work, you, I got a job, you got a job. I got to do my job. Like, I don't get to, you know, just not do my job and then be like, okay, well, everyone else can do my job for me and I still get paid. That's not how it works. So a part of a comedian's job is to know their fucking line. And when you cross that line, you run the risk of, you know, possibly losing your career or whatever happening because of that. And that's artists across the board, which I'm tiptoeing away from like, even like thinking about, I don't want to say like celebrity culture or cancel culture or anything like that, but like, that's your job. Like, even though you don't ask for it, right? Like coming into the limelight and being a celebrity or being a comedian or being somebody super famous, when you step there, you there. That's your job. So when you fuck up the bag or when you do something like this, the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing feels like, you know, getting written up at work. It's definitely much like a, oh, oopsies. Like, I mean, it's a problem, but like they got written up. Like both of them look a little crazy for different reasons. T.I. is not a comedian, so I'm not even going there because he's not a fucking comedian. But like when you get to the point where you're a very both of them at the height of their jobs are very important people and they need to know what to do when it comes to being important people, comedians and knowing they are. So like where uh, I went long winded, but where is the line? Them niggas know the line. Comedians know the line. Like your that your job is to know the fucking line. Your job is not to say I'm gonna push the line every fucking time I get on stage. No, that's how I feel about it. Cause that's just it's crazy to think that like every day you wake up that you gonna push a new boundary and piss other people off. Crazy. Cause like when does it stop becoming like just jokes or like again when it de or I guess when it deviates from being an art form and just plain mean or disrespectful or unintuitive, that's where the line is. See, I could come from this from so many directions and we would be here all night. Of course. But I'm going to, is there a line? Yes. Yeah, for sure. What is that line? I guess my thing is, what is, like, you say that comedians should know what that line is, right? But a line for for you may may not be a line for me. And comedian and, and comedy, which is an art, which is the art of satire and also of storytelling, mm-hmm. nothing is off limits. Nothing is off limits, but that doesn't mean that it can't be done tastefully. Like, just because it's not off limits doesn't mean that you do it. Yeah. Like, just because you have access to it doesn't mean that you do it. Because you can say that for any art. Nothing's off limits in movies. We could show porn or, you know, I mean, whatever. Like, nothing's... Porn already. No, I'm just saying, like, in a movie theater, right? Like, nothing's technically off limits. Well, what's Fifty Shades of Grey? That, I mean, now, we know... Fifty Shades of Grey was sexy. I could go. Dis, I, disclosure. Disclosure. Nine, nine and a half weeks. 
we're talking about things that show in a theater ad i'm just saying again I'm, artistically I'm those, those show okay in theaters. case in point i can pull my phone out right now and record whatever i want and call it art okay so i'm just saying like yes everything everything is on limits like everything's fair game but do you do it like even though it's fair game does that mean that you do I, it no, does that mean that it's okay no, because like because, a, because it's fair because game because i think because again it's i think there is is a storytelling of art i think if you i think it's how you tell your stories how you tell your jokes i think if you establish i think if you establish certain things in the beginning you're saying you've already said okay this is the type of time that we're on the type of time that i'm on we're all here to have a fun time or whatnot but this is the type of time that i'm on i'm here to pierce the ego we're here to have a good time but you can always make it uplifting you can make it you know dry humor you can make it you know jokes about yourself different things because you're giving because you're taking away the power of said things that may be a little bit taboo or may be a little bit hurtful mm-hmm. and using it as a joke and saying it's not that serious you know we all going through some type of stuff but let's just have a good time for these these couple of minutes to an hour or whatever how long the set is now for what in terms of what ti's case is because of those allegations which yes they've been you know their allegations but it's been an open secret just about their life about his little lifestyle for mm-hmm. years back to back to when tiny was in escape days okay yeah like apparently i didn't know that was a rumor from back then but apparently it was i look i didn't know about it until my to my godfather told me he was like oh she was uh, they've been doing like that and like it's been open secrets for a while so if something gets heated that much and instead of using violence i'm using my words i'm using the tool that that i am using that is that's the best to me the only thing that i have a problem with in that situation though is again and that's across the board like even not pointing fingers at lauren or laura whatever happened because we don't know exactly what happened we don't know what started what who started who and i don't care but talking about this in a comedian sense Jokes do not, I mean, like, yes, they can be funny and they can be pointed, but it just don't have to get to that. So that was my main point. Like, we didn't even have to get here to where we're at. But I think, but I think, it, yes, everything can be handled in a, in a better way, but it comes down to a point that now that precedent has been set, and it's been that way for a while, I think now just with the Will Smith situation, it has just put it to a higher, yeah, it's crazy, bri- bri- brighter thing. And now with now with ti and all this it's just it are we getting to a point where comedy can't be comedy no and like i really hate that that's the same thing about people talking about the world being too sensitive i really hate or i personally don't like juxtaposing that idea and that notion to things because it goes across the board with all art well can we do any art because there's always limits yes you can you just have to be smarter be more creative and be less dickheadish like i didn't have a word for that but you have like you just have to do better like balance 
yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say just because you can't tell a fucking trans joke, Dave Chappelle, that that means comedy's fucking dead. No, that means you have to get better at jokes. Like, yeah, maybe your trans jokes hit in the 90s, but they don't hit no more. So make better jokes. Comedy's not dead because you can't make a shitty joke. R&B is not dead because y'all niggas don't know bridges. Sorry, don't get me hyped because now I'm going to get mad. Like, movies are not dead because y'all don't know how to tell stories. Stop this. Get better. Fix your craft. It's not fucking dead, bro. You just need to be better and do better. And if you can't, that's fine. Then say that. Like, just like we, you know, a lot of conversation happens around, like, in the nerd space and people being more inclusive. And I'm going to talk about this just very briefly, like, skirt. Talking oh, about don't like, get, don't get me about that because that, I'm just again. Very, I mean, when I say, that one, can we put pin that one because that because that's going to lead to another to another. It topic. is, but let me just let me get let me do. It's going to be two minutes, I promise. If that, I just want y'all. I also want y'all to stop doing this with like inviting POC and stuff like into the nerd space or whatever. Like, I get why you're mad. Honestly, like I can see it. It's not canon. It's hard. Like, fine, okay. But all I want for y'all to do is to stop imagining all our heroes is white. Like, I mean, yes, a lot of the ones that we know and love are white. And that's okay. Like, I like Bruce Wayne. That's a white man. Okay, cool. But, like, don't make it that nobody else can enter this space. And some people, and we know this, pander for the diversity thing. We know this. But when a good story exists, stop chopping it at the knees. That's all I ask. And again, completely long-winded combo. But I say all that to say art is not dead just because new things exist or just because new things are rules that you can't touch. That does not mean art is dead. And I just need y'all to know that. I need y'all to take that to heart. I need y'all to sit with that because it's just not real. That doesn't mean, again, that, that puts the onus on creators and people that are making things to do better but the R's not dead just because you can't tell a fucking like dick joke or something, you know, like lame. That's it. See, I told you two minutes or less. See, you went totally different way than what I what I was gonna say. I was, well, I'm about to say, say your point. Let's we just don't have to make it long-winded. I, I it's the case of it's the argument of equality. It, it, and again, I really actually do want to talk about this in artist sense, so we will we'll pin it, but it's just, yeah, like, it shouldn't be equality over everything. No, but equality is a very important topic. Equality is an important topic, but I think a lot of people don't know what the word e equality means. Well, that or they don't know how to not pander. Like, it's like, it's got to be equality at the expense of, you know, something it, crazy. Yeah, or it's just like equality should be x y and z but they don't know what the what that balancing act is but you know what is a good show that's doing balance i know abbott elementary is getting its flowers but abbott elementary is doing it right it is not blackish it's not telling us how to be black and exist in a space yes i am talking directly to you people that make blackish and things of that nature abbott elementary exists and like it just exists it is a show it is funny it is diverse and not in the diversity points, diverse. It is just diverse. It is just funny. It is just good. Abbott Elementary should now be y'all's gold star. Follow it. But not to a T. Don't make the same show because y'all like to do that shit too. Just exist. Like, be, a sh be good. Write a show. Have great characters. Have a great storyline. 
make the shit. And Abbott Elementary isn't even just good because it's black. It's fucking lit. I need. I need yeah, to you need to go watch it. You do need to go watch it. But look, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't look. I can't. This has always been my problem. I'm always watching the stuff after the fact. No, I used to be. No, don't get me wrong. Or actually, I won't even say I used to be. I am that person. I'm normally like I'm not on the hot show, but Abbott Elementary is a feel-good show. And the reason that I was attached because Kinta Brunson is like, you know, very, like she was popular on Vine and stuff. So like, I do have an attachment to her as a creator. But like, after the first episode, I was hooked. Like, and I get it. You know, not wanting, just like Bridgerton. Everyone's on Bridgerton. I'm not watching Bridgerton. Like, you know, whatever. I ain't watching that shit. I just say that like, for us talking about art and things like that, Abbott really is a standard, and I just want to. No, go it's, it's on my it's on my list. I think I'm just, I'm gonna have to. It's gonna have to be one of those days where I have nothing on my plate. Oh yeah, I mean, that, but it's good. And once you start, you're gonna finish. Like no doubt. I, I think that's what it is. Is I just have to sit mm-hmm. with with not people pulling at me. Not I'm the same way, and I do that especially with music. That's why sometimes music doesn't get listened to because I'm like I want to hear this in its entirety, not in bits and pieces. I, so I think that's I think maybe I think that's it for me. Yeah. You know, I think I'm I think yeah, like you said, for music, it's definitely I have to listen to it in my car or when I'm walk when I'm walking my dog. It's called intentional listening, and I swear to God, if I don't write this blog post before the next recording, somebody can kick me. But it's intentional listening. I mean, it's not I mean, I'm not like a music scientist or anything. It's just a phrase that I yeah, made up. Because you but, can't because you intentional listening, because you can hear so many different things. And yeah. especially, especially if you hear it like in the daytime, in the nighttime. As, right. It's just and sometimes even again, it's in the blog post, but it just depends on the mood too. Cause like sometimes I can be into, I can be intentional listening both times of day, like day and night and just hear something new, hear something exactly. different. Exactly. But we're intentionally trying to get out of here. Cause. Okay. Cause we are at time. So. Oh, gee, I do. I'm just leaving the time gap here for you. It'll be something that we have to cut again because my dad called me, but. No. So, but we're intentionally, I think, I think we've hit our points. We did good. We're intentionally, you know, trying to do good. And and intentionally we trying it. to leave and go to bed. And <laughs> intentionally be- trying to leave and go to bed. Yes. As, as my kids are intentionally telling me to get off. So. <laughs> right. They're like, hey, dad. Yes. <laughs> it's a thing. Yes. So let's, so let's wrap it up. All right. I got. Well, new noise really quick. Obviously, we listen to D-Day. I want to briefly, briefly, briefly shout out an artist that I found or that I was put onto by a streamer friend. His name is A.E. Perp with three P's. I listened or I found that or the, I was recommended the song called Hex. It's really good. And I did just want to give him his flowers for that because I really enjoyed that. Um, do you have any new noise? Oh, also, by the way, I got to tell somebody about French rap. Because you put me on, it was funny, so that was cute. Wait, uh, what? What we? What we don't? What we talk? What we talking about? What we do? What we? Oh, uh, just the the four cues, the four k. I don't want to. Four you know. keys, yeah. four keys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, and Mariah the scientist. I got put onto her when I did that playlist with. Well, I mean, I've known about her, but I got deeper into her music when we, I did that playlist with Pretty Powerful, and I really like Mariah the scientist. Like, I'm getting hip to her, so listen to Mariah the scientist as well. 
80 Perp with three Ps and Mariah the Scientist are my new noise for this episode. Oh. If you don't have any, that's cool. I just have I don't at this moment. I just saw some some news that possibly came. Don't know if that's been confirmed or not, so I'm not even gonna talk about it. Oh yeah, no, let's keep the news and we'll see you later. We'll always see it. Well, yes, thank you as always for joining us. This has been the Binac Podcast. We talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it, and also where we intentionally like to go to bed because we record late. So thank you, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.